That was soft. That was it's a soft hands. That's a WFT, dude. We just talking about that's a manly clap. That's a manly clap. <laughs> hey, quick question. How do you guys think Josh claps? <laughs> I gotta be so flamboyant. I feel like he claps. No, I feel like it's one of those like it's like uh when like somebody's really mad and they're trying to like express so every time they say something they clap, it's like what is your problem? Why aren't you listening to me? Like he looks like he claps like, like even at somebody's graduation, he looks like he claps like that. All right, let's go ahead and bring this in. <clears throat> What's really good, posters? Welcome to another episode of Love, War, Challenges. I am MTV Malik. He is Tyler Louder. She is Becky at Gift Master Bex. What's really good, gang? You know, this episode, I feel like, was so much better than the last couple of episodes we've been getting. I feel like we've been getting some kind of mid, all right episodes, nothing to really get excited about. And this episode here really brought it back for me. What's up with you guys? I'm just excited to see some drama and some legit, you know, not like petty drama, like actual sincere drama. I wanted to see some blood. I wanted to see some vets getting mad. I just was, I was in it. I was excited. Yeah, it's it's drama with history behind it. So it's like more meaningful. It's stuff that we can, we don't relate to it, but we can understand it better. It's less yeah, petty. It's, yeah. yeah. It's less it's not, petty yeah. arguments, you know. You you made out with my boyfriend and well, that's I think you're, serious. I think you're whiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, making out, with my, making out with my girlfriend is going to be one of those more serious things. Yeah. All right, you guys ready to go ahead and jump into this episode? Let's kill it. Oh, you know before we Before we jump into this episode, I wanted to address why we've been gone for the last two episodes. So, 2 weeks ago, my stupid ass went ahead and updated OBS, which is one of the programs I use to pretty much run this whole entire thing. Ever since I did this upgrade, the audio has been just super jacked up. So we made the decision to stop going live and just record locally. Um, unfortunately, we still got hit for those two episodes. So right now we're not going live at all. And if we do decide to go back live, it's going to be most likely on YouTube. Uh, I really, really love going live. Really love chatting with you guys. Really having, really love having you guys involved. Hopefully we can, we'll give it a couple of weeks and we'll see what we can do from there. But instead, you're going to be able to enjoy the audio a lot sooner, and then you'll be able to get the video on Facebook and YouTube. Guys, let us know how you feel about us. Do you guys want us to go back they, live? They don't, you guys, they don't give a fuck. They, they don't, don't give a fuck? I think yeah. they care. They don't They care. like interacting with us. <laughs> or me, yes. at least. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's go into <laughs> jump into this episode. Uh, Priscilla and Jeremiah triumphantly returns... And, let, okay, let's just gloss over all of this A-block drama so we can go ahead and get into the shit. Uh, they really are driving home the fact that this whole VET alliance is done. Um, there's a section where Corey breaks up wh who's with who, which I thought was a really, really important thing to have. Let's go Another ahead and just, list? Didn't we learn that lists are a bad thing, though? From rookies. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for, for rookies. 
Listen, for rookies because Corey um, got screwed because of a list too in Dirty Thirty. <laughs> Well, yeah. yeah, but that was a hit list. That's a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, that was that was completely different. Yeah, um, Michaela's list, list could yeah. have been considered a hit list. Yeah, it kind of was, but once again, she's a rookie. Not like she's Laurel. Laurel, put your name on a fucking hit list. What the fuck are you Laurel gonna do made about a it? List, but that's got some power <laughs> behind it. <laughs> exactly. Laurel, you want to run the complete opposite right direction? Here. I'm gonna make some lists right now. This episode. Uh huh. I'm gonna make a couple of lists too. Nah, I'm, uh, just I'm sorry, this, Tyler. Ain't nobody scared of your. This is my counting homework. Well, they be. All right. Quick question. <laughs> quick question. Be. First question of the day. Ooh. How impressive was this vet alliance compared to one the last couple of seasons, going back to around uh, War of the World when that started off, and compared to some of the older seasons where we've seen huge alliances, and, but but mainly just the vets. Uh, Tyler, I really want to hear from you. How impressive was this vet alliance up to this point? I think we're on episode eight. Nine. Nine. Episode nine. nine. What's your take? It's extremely impressive. It's um it's uncharted territory. It's for at least since like man, I, I can't even to go back, it'd have to be like going back to like the gauntlets and the infernos when it was initiation. Your rookie go in and the rookies weren't bitter about it. They're like, okay, yeah, I'm new. Um, but we started getting this vets protect vets thing around like season 20, like 1920 fresh meat two cutthroat. And these people are like just throwing in rookies over and over and over. And that's their excuse. And it started running its course dry because we started getting better rookies. And finally, really, you, you think better rookies is the real reason yeah. that sort of we vets guys- are a little scared. We had guys like Frank come in, who is a master strategist. We have somebody like uh, Zach come in, who physically intimidates people. Um, we have guys like, I'm just trying to, I don't even know who else. And they of. won in their rookie season. They won in their rookie season. But I mean, their first objective was to get out the biggest veteran team there and then get out the second biggest veteran team there. That's what they did. Um, I feel like when Corey and Nelson and Hunter came, they were better at the game than rookies in seasons past. And so I just think, I think we're getting better rookies. I think Wes was a really underestimated rookie. But the the thing for Wes, though, is he still had to go in, like, he had to go in five times in the rookie season. Yeah, but they didn't think he would come back. The fact that he just kept coming back was the crazy thing. No, but he still had no power in that game. And I think that's, we start to see, like, a rookie dominate. And then we start getting these, you know, season after season, we start seeing more rookies start to kind of pick it up. But I think now we're in the era of the rookie where they can come in, they can do a really good job. So the fact that veterans are able to adapt and throw them all away, because you know how easy it is, as we saw last season? You know what? Wes and CT, they got got the most championships here. Ashley, boom, let's get all these guys out. Makes sense, right? It's so easy to do. You can get the rookies on board. You get the vets that have been losers for a long time on board. Like, that's just how it works. We <laughs> so the fact that they're able to sit back this long and be like, okay, let's not do that is amazing because you have to think this entire time they've been wanting to pull the trigger and just throw CT in. They want to pull the trigger and throw Ashley in because they're too good at the final. They've that, been that wanting to throw to Ashley be- in. Yeah, that has to be the main objective for the rest of the vets now that this alliance is done. It has to be get CT, get Ashley, get Amber all the way the fuck out of here. Becky, in your opinion, how does this vet alliance compare to some of the vet alliances we've seen in the past? I got to say it was really smart. And I don't know if it has to do a lot with um, 
vets like Devin really being involved. Um, even people like Kyle, who really tried to keep this vet alliance kind of moving and basically trying to keep people from backstabbing each other. Because there were times where people were like, oh, like uh, Tori wanted to kind of crash it. Um, you know, obviously Fessy tried to do that by sending it Amber. So it's one of those situations where you look at it and you go, it was a really smart kind of played out because I didn't expect it to last three episodes. I expected it to crumble within at least maybe at the max five because there's so much history there. And I was hoping that this would happen sooner rather than later. Uh, but it definitely finally fell apart, thank God. Uh, but it was very well done. It was super smart. It is what it is. I'm glad it's over. I mean, here's the thing, though. A couple of these guys. Like, Kyle, I feel like we can't really include in this conversation because Kyle has always, like, found himself leeching on to veterans. Like, Kyle's never been for all rookies. Kyle's been no. for, I'm going to leech onto the vets <laughs> because I know that they're going to tear each other apart eventually. And when it's all said and done, I'll probably be the cockroach that's by himself at the end. And that's just, you know, so like, but like a lot of these guys, like, I feel like Josh, uh, Josh, uh, Fessy, Corey. <laughs> we have to emphasize Josh, yeah. so, not yeah, Josh. Josh, Josh, Fessy, Corey. Um, and then people on the other side, like um, Ashley, Amanda, Tori. People that tend to kind of play more petty games and feel more, I got to get you because you did something to me. Um, that's that's who really surprises me here. Like not CT, like CT making it this far, doing it just like this is exactly how he has to do it to make it this far anymore. It makes sense. So well, CT's Nani, like, they're finally playing my game. I don't even know. <laughs> same with Nani. This is like CT and Nani play the exact same game. Like we all shit on Nani, but it's the exact same game. Be friends with people, stay in the back, try to cause a lot of drama, try and get in the front, to like, hey, I'm trying to separate this, but don't cause anything. But the fact that Tori is still here and she hasn't really thrown in anybody yet, the fact that Corey hasn't thrown in a vet yet, it's pretty surprising. It is surprising. I think this alliance is definitely going to go down as one of the most successful vet alliances we've seen. And they went nine episodes, all while the rookies let them do it. Because at, at, at some point, especially in the early episodes, they had the numbers. And you could find a pissed off vet or two to go against it. And it really could have flipped the game on its head. And the fact that they kept them all under control, they kept them all under their thumb until they got most of them the fuck up out of here. And even the rookies that's left. It, none of these rookies really looked primed to actually win one of these things. So hats off to the vets. The vets did a amazing job keeping the rookies this season in check. I mean, hats off to them. I'm not going to say. Knowing, I, think no, three, I think three rookies look like they could potentially be champions. Hit like me. they look like Emmanuel, Ed, and Emmanuel Ed. looks good. What Eman about Corey? That the, not. Not Corey was still there. Corey no, L. Well, well, no, I don't know. He, he, might, he might not ever be back, so he can't yeah, be a champion. Corey's all the way gone. I do like Emmy, but I don't really see her winning with Tori, oh. Nani, and Ashley still in I just don't. You're know just talking about the people that are still in yeah, it. Yeah, like oh. who's here? Like who I like? I don't see anything in a final getting in Emmy's way. I just don't see anything she's going to be too afraid to do. It's her getting to the final that so I think is going to be worrisome. Could you imagine? Because like if she's with CT in that final, 
She doesn't got to worry about puzzles. She doesn't got to worry about eating. Like, and she's good at everything else. Like, uh, somebody like Ed. Ed seems like he's good at everything. Um, he looks like a fucking brick wall. He is. I was he's watching him in, like, the episode. I was like, God damn, that man is, like, wide. <laughs> it's like, he's not like he's fat. He's just, holy shit. Like, I'd be afraid to run into him. But I, I, I think that there's legitimate contenders here from these rookies. Um, we'll but overall, I mean, it's out, not a but... really awesome rookie class overall. It was a pretty sad rookie class coming in this season. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of sad. They're they're better than they're better than Gus. They're better than the <laughs> incest twins from Big Brother. Um, and I mean, doesn't, it's not hard to beat Gus. There's been I'm just plenty, saying, there's been plenty the of shitty won, rookies. But like War of the Worlds one, everybody loves that season. But some the of those incest rookies twins? on the season, the Nolan yeah, twins. Yeah, is they, it the Nolans they, that are doing that, or is it the other set of twins? No, nah, it was it was the Nolans. And, I just and, heard and it was the Nolans. They're they mad were, sus. I seen some. They were shit. trending on. Are Twitter. you sure it was the Nolans? I'm positive. Twins? Yes, positive. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, a, a great part of uh, the A block is I love when Corey broke down who's in the team. Uh, we got Josh, Ashley. Uh, I'm sorry. We got uh, Josh. J- okay. Before we get to that, Josh eyes Corey as the ringleader, and he ah, notes that. Wait, sorry, guys. I hate to interrupt this. It wasn't the Nolan twins. It was the Kaplan twins that are the incest incest twins because nope. the Kaplan nope. twins were on X on the beach. Nope. And nope. they did inappropriate videos. It's, it's both then. It's both. But it was the Nolan twins. Trust me. It, well, I'm going to look it up because Nolan I don't twins. believe it's the Nolan twins. Don't, I, I, I doubt you can find it. Twitter like snatched that down. <laughs> so uh, the teams come in. You got Devin's crew and it's got Devin, CT, Colin, Ed, and Tori. Uh, team Big Brother, Josh, Casey, Nani, and Emmanuel. And you got Logan as a lone wolf. And of course you got uh, Corey, Bettina, Jeremiah, Priscilla, and Nelson. So not a bad team. It does initially look like Corey may have the numbers, but I think that I think Devish Crew with CT, Colin, Ed looks like they're going to be the team to beat. Out of these teams, and Team Big Brother got a lot of friends. Which one of these teams do you like the most to make it the, make it the furthest? I mean, if you're looking at what they can do performance wise, um, and I'm just going to stick to the males because that's who I can kind of say can do really well in things. And then the female counterparts will obviously do well because they can support them. But just looking at the guy side, I think the room that has CT, Devin and Ed um, and Kyle, like those guys, I feel like their skill sets are very well rounded in a lot of things and can win a lot of dailies. Uh, And then we look at the other side where... Big Brother Alliance, Emmanuel's pretty good at things, but Josh, Josh is just like, Josh is good enough to like make a, a second round of a daily or make a third round, but he's never really good enough to like be the star to win it. Um, and then again, I, I everybody knows my comments on Casey that I think she's overrated and that she's carried by her partners and she's a really good team player. Uh, but I just think- well, I'm with you on that. I think she's kind of overrated too. I do think she is a good performer, but- just generally overrated. I think people think she's much more of a beast than what I've actually seen from her. I Same mean, most of these big brother players that are in here right now are overrated. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't really, 
I don't even think Fessy is that amazing. I think Fessy he's, is he's, Fessy is amazing. I think he's, he's just big. Fessy's amazing. Fessy wins a lot of dailies. Fessy's it's exactly. not about the dailies. I'm more talking about the final because he just but, but winning those dailies keeps him out of eliminations. When he's in elimination, uh, he pretty much has. I mean, of course he well, he's only I mean. got physical big. eliminations, but he he is beasted. He has won decisively in every elimination. He wins a lot of dailies. Uh, all I'm not going to think he he's cardio- good until he wins a final with his big ass mouth. So, so, is, Le- so is is Leroy bad at the game then? Yeah, exactly. That's a that's a big leap. Like I mean, Leroy is not, not really an amazing player. He's kind of a middle of the ground kind of player. He's, he's dependent mostly. I would more towards the top he's, though. He's always leached on to, uh, similar to Kyle, to vets with people he had friendships with. He wasn't an amazing daily player. He's not that good in finals. I mean, he's a decent player, but he's not he's a top tier. He's a lesser fessy, to be exact. Right. And once again, that still puts him in elite status when it's compared to uh, uh, a lot of other... The fact of the matter is a lot of the players who win the challenge a lot of players who who's in the challenge is not going to win the challenge. Winning a challenge is difficult. You need It's a very hard show to win. It's super hard. You need so many things to go right. So many things to go right. And then sometimes it comes down to just basic luck, like free agents. There was luck played a huge role and it was really, really random. God, I could sit here and talk about free agents. You know, we should go back, rewatch free agents and then recover the season. I'm down to watch free agents. Free agents is one of my favorite seasons. But let's go ahead and move on to this daily. Today's daily is going to be called Bombshell Battle. So they got a big crater. They filled it with mud. Everybody got to run down, grab five of their balls, and then there's like a couple of silver balls. There's not enough for everybody. This daily was perfect. It's simple. Run down there, grab the balls, bring them back. Tag your partner, let them run down there. It was very simple premise. It got and and everything is very physical. But then once everybody gets their balls and we get down to those silver balls, it gets really, really gritty. It was a lot of great moments. Um, surprisingly, Logan and Nani gets to win. But let's go ahead and talk about some of the stuff that made this daily really great. Uh, I love the way it was shot. I, I love the way they kept us informed of who was up and who was getting stuff. I think they did a real good job. It was physical. We got drama. Uh, one of my favorite moments was Corey putting Josh into check. And a lot of people glossed over this, but Casey went after Amber and Amber was just like, fuck it. And held on to Casey the whole time. Like, if I'm not going to win, neither is you. Those by far my favorite moments. And I was really impressed by Ed and Big T. Uh, What were some moments that stuck out to you guys? What were some moments that you guys really liked, didn't like? Who wants to hit it off first? Go ahead, Becky. I mean, Corey had his football tackle, which I was waiting for. It just seemed like everybody was so very lightly trying to grapple with each other. And I was like, somebody's got to attack somebody. And then Corey just supermaned right into uh, Josh, which made me really laugh. I really enjoyed that. But um, seeing uh, Amber B just sit on Casey so she couldn't move and then end up Big T ended up ramming her butt right in Casey's face. Yes, that whole position looked a little sus, but it was great to watch. I was like, Casey's in like the perfect spot. Like, (laughs) it's a lot of female action going right there for Casey. But um, the fact that Big T won 
her heat was actually really enjoyable for me as well. But I was like, yeah, that's that that only happened because Amber sat on Casey. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a, a, another great moment that I really loved during that daily is when um, Ed just comes up to um, Ed comes up to I think it was Nelson. And he just gently takes the ball away from him <laughs> like there was no fight in him. And that really, really tickled my fancy paws. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Polly, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Tyler, talk to me about today's daily. So this daily is fantastic every time they do it. Uh, we've seen this daily done a lot of times. Uh, they've done it where it's individuals, it's pairs, it's teams. And it's good every time because it always gives us good moments. Um, we saw it on War of the Worlds 1 when uh, it was kind of added. There's another element added to it. But we see like Zach panic and give the ball to Wes. Mm-hmm. And then Wes gets through and wins. Um, we get to see moments where people like beast through like turbo. Uh, we saw, if you go all the way back to like gauntlet three, it was like Derek versus CT and they were like physical fighting each other. Not Derek K big, big Derek, big, uh, bald Derek. Yeah. Well, not, not bald, but, uh, but it just always that. brings good moments. It's also very similar, but kind of different to the, the ring one that we had where DM one on the dual one, uh, which one is one of the moment. greatest moments in yeah. Jane. So, like, whenever there's a mud pit and there's an objective to get a limited number of things, and, yeah, it's just, it's just it's, it's always good. There's physicality, there's agility, there's speed. Um, it's easy to keep up with, like, who's doing well because they got to get four, then they get the fifth silver ball. Like, it's, it's um, what's the word when we're watching for viewers? It's um, visually pleasing to the eye. And, yeah, it does, it's it doesn't a simple premise. Wins. It's very simple, but it has some layers to it. It has strategy, but it doesn't matter whoever wins because this daily will always be good. No matter who's in it, it can be the worst cast in the world. This daily will deliver every time. Every, I, I saw it was Wes, uh, Derek, Bananas. They were like, where's the puzzle? Like, I feel like there should be an explosion and a puzzle somewhere. Like- yeah, we, did, we did get an explosion, but no puzzle. Um, let me ask you guys. So... When we got towards the end, it was it was Logan. Who who was the last three at the very end? It Big was, T and uh, Nelson. Uh, I'm talking about for the guys, and and, and I'm oh. I'm mainly talking about the deal that was made. Um, Logan, Nelson, and I think Ed. Yeah, Logan, Nelson, Ed, and they were all fighting over the ball at the end, and they decided that they're going to make a deal, and they decided to let Logan win. And that Ed and Nelson was going to be safe. Now, I guess these guys did not see Final Reckoning. And granted, this isn't really a final. So maybe it's a better time to make a deal. Maybe they were really tired. Three rounds of this has got to be exhausting. But Nelson looked dead. Dead. Just when you get to this final moment, putting your fate into somebody else's hands and trusting in them. And you guys don't know Logan from a can of shit. So I really wasn't feeling this deal that was made at the end. Uh, how did this strike you guys, all of them cutting a deal at the end to stay safe? 
I mean, I think at the end of the day, it was kind of just a last ditch effort by Logan. I didn't like he's like, if I win, you may not be safe if you keep tackling me. So it was a mixture of a threat and a and a plea. So I was kind of confused by the situation because he was like, basically, please, please don't fight me. But, you know, if I win and you still fight me, I'm going to throw your ass in, basically. But I think it's stupid. You never make deals. It's just it's always one of those ways where it ends up biting you right in the ass. And I feel like this might bite Nelson right in the ass. See, but I that's feel like Nelson's me. Nelson was the only one that it made sense to make the deal. Because Nelson's well-liked amongst all the vets. Nobody really is talking about throwing in Nelson. Like, it's like maybe a thought, but like, Nelson has a good relationship with Corey, with Ashley, with Amanda, with <laughs> Not Devin. Ashley so much, some more. <laughs> but no, but he still, he still kind of does. But like, and then he's got a good relationship, I feel like, with Big T. So like, I feel like he's got enough good relationships with vets that if things go awry, he's probably fine. His name probably isn't going to come up. Now, Ed is very weird because even though a vet has to go in, status quo is a rookie's going in potentially with them. Uh, that's too risky because you've seen what's been happening in the past. But for me, I, I don't know. I felt like Nelson, Nelson was good and he was safe. It made a lot of sense to me for Nelson's sake just because I feel like Nelson's just got good enough connections. He doesn't talk a lot of shit this season. Yeah. Smart. He's keeping his mouth shut, yeah. but he, he's performing okay, but he hasn't won a daily. He's not dominating heats all the time. So like, he's not a big threat to most people. So it made, it made sense there. I do agree. Making deals is kind of dumb because it could bite you in the ass, but you can get voted in if you don't make a deal too. These are facts. I think it's just that they made this deal because they're obviously super tired and just yeah. all worn out and looking for any kind of a way out. So I kind of get that. I guess I don't like it when people make deals from position of weakness, but big shout out to Logan. He was able to get a win, keep himself safe um, and keeping Nelson and keeping Ed safe at this point is, isn't the hardest thing to do right now. So that's that. Let's go ahead and move on to club night. So, of course, we get to club night. One of the first things we see is Nani tells Priscilla that, oh, I would have made the same move that you made. Oh, you're safe, honey. Uh, What the fuck? Why is it Nani following through on Ashley's threat? Why is Priscilla getting a free pass? And why is she even telling her this and not exchanging this move for a little bit of power later on? I mean, it kind of is, but I don't know. It, it's just... It didn't really make the most sense to me. What did you guys make of Nani's promise to Priscilla of keeping her safe this round when by all means, not the hardest vote to throw in? I mean, Nani's always been like this, though. It's not. <laughs> she's she's and it's honestly she's not very often that she's in power. So maybe it kind of just got away with her for a little bit. Didn't know what to do. Like, she's like, I don't know. You're fine. You're cool. You're cool with me, bro. You know, but at the end of the day, <laughs> I don't think she really knew what she was doing. I think she might have been a little bit intoxicated. And we all know Nani when she's intoxicated. It didn't... She looks really fun drunk. She, like, Nani she... is probably so much fun when she's drunk. Until somebody is like, fuck you, Nani. I've and then seen her. Like, I've seen her hey. drunk. I interacted her when she was drunk. She, when Chicago Challenge Mania, she is hilarious. Yeah, and I bet. Very yeah. sweet. 
<laughs> yes, she definitely looks like somebody that no matter who she's with, probably if a blast drinking with. And she was Tyler. loaded, loaded. <laughs> Tyler, what did you make of uh, 90s premature move during club night? Never, ever, ever tell somebody they're safe. Because shit changes, yep. shit happens. And all you do is if you tell somebody they're safe and then you eventually have to vote them in, then you just made an enemy for no reason. Well, yeah, but that don't even don't even say that. Don't even say that. Be like, are you going to vote me in? Be like, I have talked to my partner. We haven't made any decision yet. I just want to have fun. I'm not worrying about it. You have a one in nine chance of going in. I don't know. I just don't know. I haven't I haven't made I haven't ran down the list. I'm just here to have fun. I'm not here playing a strategical game. I just want to get drunk. Like fucking <laughs> so I want to get drunk and make out with Casey. <laughs> but, for, but for real, just like put the game away and everything and just be like, you know what? I am so out of this game right now that I'm not even a threat to anybody. So I'm just happy to, to have won with. something. I don't even know what to do with power. What do I, maybe, I want, maybe I'll vote for myself. Who knows? Like, just don't <laughs> tell anybody anything. It's just dumb to tell people. It's just dumb. And um, I, 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 I'm with you on that one. I think that the only time it is good to say something like that to somebody is if you are particularly building up power for yourself. When, when was the last time Nani won a, won a daily? Uh, this is, won last season. But this is almost why <laughs> it would be perfect for her to play that role. Hey, I'm in now. Your name's getting floated around. I'm really finding a hard time to find a reason of not just throwing you in. Why shouldn't I throw you in? Oh, da 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 da. Well, I tell you what, if I save your ass this time around, when my name comes get floated up, just remember you owe me this fucking favor. I'm not promised. You won't know until we get down there. But if I save you, you know I'm I'm <laughs> going to need this back. And granted, somebody could always renege on that. But if you don't win a whole bunch of dailies, this is definitely the time to bring it out, and it's a good time to make friends. I would just be like, you know what? Let's just let's make the calls to deal a deal. Let's shake hands, swearing each other's mothers. And then just like, <laughs> hold them accountable. Hold them accountable. Put them on the strength. And just like, hey, come on. But yeah, no, oh I, my I think, God, you didn't bring up I someone's mother. Not again. There's a reason why people hate watching Wes, Johnny Bananas, Jordan, CT have power. Why they hate seeing somebody like Kara and Laurel have power because they use it to their advantage. They don't just, oh, I have power. Who knows what? I'll, like they have power, they use it. Uh, what can you something. do for me? Yeah, but it's exactly. like, it's, like it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's investment versus cash. You know, you could have a million dollars in cash, but if you're smart, you know, you have a couple hundred thousand in cash and you have the rest making money for you. So, that's really what it is. What's the point mm-hmm. of having power if that power isn't gaining more power for you? But let's go ahead and move on. I really want to get to nominations. Uh, I thought it was really great. We had this mad scramble. And uh, I said this out on Twitter. It was really great. We had this mad scramble. Uh, you got Corey on one side. You got Ashley on one side because their name is coming up. And they're going from person to person. They're hearing things. They're talking to people. They're formulating it. This is one of the things that I really, really felt that was missing from the the whole last series that we had with the golden with the red skulls and the golden skull twist this this mad dash to stay out and all of this massive politics before we get to nominations and this nominations was everything we wanted it to be yeah everything we wanted it to be um, Ashley was grand scheming out there yes we got Ashley versus Corey we got Devin jumping in we got Priscilla um um 
you know, speaking up for Corey. Then you got Nelson speaking up for Corey. Um, it, it didn't look like it was going Corey's way. You got Josh calling Corey out. It was a lot of bullshit. Let's talk about some of our favorite moments from this nomination. Um, one of my favorite moments was Nelson and Ashley going at it. And Corey called Ashley a snake. And she's like, besides Hunter, who else got a snake? And fucking crickets. No one had an answer. And I really thought that that was telling. Um, Nelson was going after Amanda like, oh, you think this girl is your friend? Uh, you, you know, you went in for her. You sacrificed yourself for her. She's like, motherfucking, you sacrificed yourself for Corey. You didn't get shit. And then he brought up that, you know, she won a million dollars and only got her a $500 gift card, which I didn't know, but I found absolutely fucking wonderful and hilarious. That is kind um, of fucked up. Listen. Because, like, she saved her. It's well, still, I mean, how much was she, she, how much was she supposed to give her? She got 500K. Ashley, Ashley didn't win the final either. But listen, Ashley 500K. And Hunter won the final. Check Ashley won the final with Hunter. Nonetheless, she beat him, though, overall Being by cut. numbers. Listen, she that won. 500K isn't 500K. About 42 to 45% of that is done in Texas. Oh, Texas yeah. is going to take all of that. Yeah. That's one. Two, you probably got yourself out of debt. That's another 50 to 80 grand. It's not, in, in, and I hate to say this, but 100K, 200K is not that fucking much. Especially if you don't have a regular job that brings in regular income. Now, according to what I've facts. heard about Ashley, I think even Ashley said that she's already independently wealthy because of her family, from what I understand. Yes. So it's not a situation where she really needed the money. So it's kind of like, I remember when she was talking about like the next season, she's like, I haven't even spent any of the money that I got from that season. Like, it's just chilling. So I get that. But at the end of the day, Amanda didn't run that final. She didn't complete it. Why is Ashley having to give her any money? Like the fact that she gave her a $500 gift card. Thank you. Like, you didn't have to give me a $500 gift card. She doesn't go in. Ashley goes home, though. You know what, though? It, it could have been twenty k. She lost could, the elimination. It, 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 That's it not on couple, Ashley. It could have been a couple of bands. She could have gave her a couple of bands. But also, technically, technically, if we want to go, t- he kind of called her out because you're not supposed to give your winnings away to the other competitors this is to true. possibly help them through the game. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> easy though, because the Godfather Mark Long's on this like four times. So, but that was back in the day. Like, they made those rules because they had that big, if I win, I'll split this with you. If you win, I'll give you this. Yes, That's why they made the rules it would, after because that. Because it would negatively affect the integrity of the show. You shouldn't be able to give you at least... Not a significant portion. And let me tell you something, $500 is not significant. And the $500 wasn't in, ex- in exchange for her going in. She did it as a thank you afterwards. So that I'm that's I'm okay with. That could have been a fucking Christmas present. Like, here you go. Exactly. Anyways. Anyway, back to the nomination. It's a stupid reason to say somebody. <laughs> Shouldn't have I saved somebody. I hate the fact that Priscilla had to speak up and was just like, oh, I didn't talk to Corey before and Devin is just like fucking bullshit we don't believe it <laughs> I don't think that Devin really thinks that I think it just gives listen I said this a million times before they don't need a good reason to throw your ass in any they reason would do a reason yes a reason and flimsy as it is because as long as it's their name it's not your name <laughs> so 
I thought that was kind of bullshit. Tyler, what really stuck out to you? So the thing here is, um, the thing is that people are not using the information that's around them to their benefit. Like, Corey attacking Ashley makes no sense because they could potentially be working together. So if one of them goes in, that's bad. I noticed that like both our names are thrown in. Why don't both of us go after somebody else? Like, that's my thing. And also, Who would don't be the choice for them to go against? Amber. Anybody. I mean, Amber. Priscilla. Amber. Amber. No, exactly. Amber. Amber's on the bottom of the vet totem pole. 100% throw in Amber. And she, has, she has a challenge win, which is what she they were going for. She has a championship. So it's, it's, well, but then I don't understand why Corey's name was ever brought up because Corey's never, Corey's never placed better than second place ever. Because and that he's was one time. He's brought up because he made a bad move by outwardly showing that he was working with rookies in front of the vets. Had he not oh, yeah, thrown we that totally ball over that. If we he totally had not thrown that, that ball at Jeremy, Jeremiah, whatever his name is, dude, Jeremiah. face guy who's making out with Amber, if he hadn't thrown that ball at him and allegedly told Josh that this is my one of my number one guys. He should have kept zipped and he shouldn't have shown that. That's what got him in trouble. I think Josh seen that and he jumped on him. But once yeah. Corey got in his face and pressed him and just showed kind of like, what a fucking bitch Josh is. Like, Oh, he punked he really him made, hard. <laughs> he punked him so hard and made Josh look like such a little bitch. I think Josh knew. But Josh already had it in his head that he was going after Corey because in the A block of it, he already identified Corey as being teammates with Jeremiah. He already didn't like it. And him tossing the ball to Jeremiah during the daily just confirmed all of his fucking stupid fucking suspicions. So, like I said, they don't need a good reason. Any reason would do. Corey had the best line, though. He's like, I'm trying to get to a final. You know, that thing you've never actually been in? The one that I've yeah. actually ran and you've never run before? I, I was like, whoop. I do not understand. Like, I, I never understood why... Um, Josh consistently puts himself in situations to be made out to look like a bitch or to get bitched at or just get played. This guy gets played on a episode by episode basis and he just allows it. He puts himself in these positions. I have no pity for that. Guy. So if I can offer my uh, managerial services. Oh God. <laughs> there we go. Corey. He doesn't have, he doesn't have um, a challenger I mean, to represent. Thing, you know, as soon as on this podcast, I start saying like I was representing like Leroy like he made back to back finals pretty much. Like he kind of I'll appeared in two different finals. Like he was there. Shit. Corey. Corey, my guy. If you're going to bring up Ashley, don't use her as a snake. Just say she can't be trusted because she has her number one and number two. And if that's not you, she's gonna throw you in. That's how you word it. You look at me, I'm Corey. I'm willing to work with Jeremiah. I'm willing to work with Ed. I'm willing to work with Bettina. Anybody. I'm willing to work with Priscilla. I will work with anybody. Because I think that we all should try and get, like, I want to try and get people to the final. I want to get to a final too. But Ashley will not do that. And that's how I would have worded that. If you're going to go after Ashley, go at her weakness of she's too loyal to her people. Which is, I know it sounds weird to say it's a weakness, but that means that nobody else can break in. That's the thing. If you let Ashley stay here, that means you're letting Amanda stay here. That means you're letting Nani stay here. Like, you're letting Tori's to hear by keeping her, you're keeping these other core girls and yeah. you don't have a spot. It's it's a, so there's a level expose. of closeness, especially between Amanda and Ashley that nobody's going to be able to crush. 
and break. There we go. Now, I definitely feel you on that. Corey's argument was just too weak. Him sitting there just saying, oh, you're a snake and doesn't have anything to back it up. It, it made him look dumb. It made him look untrustworthy. It's the reason why he lost this. And it's the reason why him and Bettina got compromised and they're going in. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Cara Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. You know what makes me think, though, is that he tried to do incorrectly what Bananas did to Ashley a couple seasons ago, because that was exactly Bananas stance. Ashley's a snake. Ashley will snake you. Ashley He's does not this. Bananas, though. He doesn't that, have Bananas Well, that was I saying. He was failing at pulling a Bananas. Which is a shame, because he's insanely charismatic. He could. So, if he, he, doesn't, think, he can't do somebody else's moves. He has to make up his own. I also think that he was very emotional. The the pressure's building up. You're in this small room. Everybody's surrounding you. Everything's out in the open. It's pressure, and he just wasn't able to perform. It happens. It, I mean, it happens to a lot of guys. You know, they can't perform with the pressure's on. So. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him, do you just have a fucking flashback? <laughs> you just like, prom, man. Prom was wrong. <laughs> but, but, uh... Them targeting Malik. Corey, though. No, hang on, hang on. I'm going to skip past that. I don't care. Oh Them targeting God. Corey, though, makes the most sense because if you look at those vets, the person that is least likely to win a daily is Corey. Now, I know Malik would say, like, who holds the record for most dailies won? Yeah, Battle of the Bloodlines was a, a long time ago and it paired up a bad I, team against I don't a good know the team. answer to that. You do know the answer because you brought it up before. Because you do know that. that well, Corey it's been a long longest- time since Battle of the Bloodlines. Well, Corey holds the longest win streak. He won like eight dailies in a row. That doesn't count. Season. He was a part of a yeah, team in a, Bloodlines. Yeah. Well, so I technically mean, fucking Kara oh, okay. has the longest running <laughs> streak so too. Darrell only has one championship. That's Yeah, there we go. Right, His yeah, first yeah. three championships are like Veronica's. Well, I'm just teams. saying, if, if technically Corey <laughs> has those kidding. many daily wins, so does like someone like Kara who he or whoever he was teammates. I think she was teammates with, with Corey. Wasn't she? Or she was with his cousin. Jamie. Jamie. No, because you know how they split them in the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. I, for, I forget who was on Kara's team for the longest period of time where they were just killing. Corey was on Kara's team. He was with Bananas, Kara, Abram. They were all on that same team. And they won a lot of dailies in a row. Jenna's cousin was there. They won a lot of dailies because Bananas and Abram win a lot of dailies. That's just what they do. They're really good at dailies. Let me ask you guys a question. Uh, after the Abram vote, came later. And, and, and we, can, we know that Kyle voted for Corey. He doesn't really feel bad about it. You got Corey coming out, puffing out his chest. He presses Kyle, you know, calls him a snake. And then Kyle, <laughs> it, the funny thing about it is Kyle was always just like, oh, yes, I'm a snake and I'm a liar. Ha, ha, ha. He, is he was a just, snake. He is. But this time, he was having none of it. He was just like, fuck you. Like, yeah, fuck <laughs> off. I don't care. He called him a bitch. <laughs> he called him a bitch in his accent and I almost giggled I was like well I did giggle I think, I'm not gonna lie I, I'm pretty sure accents Ky- calling someone a bitch is funny 
Kyle has been pretty solid for the past. Kyle has been a solid ass competitor. Always. Ha- has, hasn't had quite enough to really close it out. But I, I, I don't know. I think Kyle is only a hop, skip, and a jump from actually starting to take a leader role in these things. He needs to get a more solid base. He doesn't have all these British people. In fact, he's the only remnant from that era still around. So Melissa was supposed to be on this season, but she got pulled. Big, she pulled out last minute. Came from War of the Worlds too. So I'm just I'm just saying from the two English brought things, Big T technically is a part of that. So yeah, but Cal was there way before that. Yeah, he was there. He was there a couple seasons before her. You, I'm, I'm talking more of the Cal, Josh, Rogan, um, you know, Melissa, Ever, you know, that kind of okay. You, the from, from there. Final from uh, final. He is the last one standing. Exactly. Well, Melissa just had a baby, so I think that's kind of why. She again, she she was supposed to be on this season, but something happened and she was pulled last minute. Josh and Rogan are on Murray, I think. Going through the relationship, Murray, the Dateline show, the daytime show, going over there, love life drama. Are they? No, they're not on that show. It was a joke. It was a joke. God damn. No, I was like, what's Murray? Do you mean like Maury? I don't know. The white white guy. I don't know. Who's your father? And um, yeah, sure. the other girl on Dr. Phil, so it's not outside of the whole realm of possibility. Like, they, they well, Bananas and Wes went on Maury to find out the lie detector test results on whether yeah, or not Wes was obsessed with them. That's just because they're funny. That's I know. Just All right. funny. Let's go ahead and move on to the elimination. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Malik's having none of us tonight. <laughs> like, he's like, <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up with your Maury no, talk. No, we're just going he's way just off. Jerry, so, once again, Jerry. Logan and Nani are the agency, and Corey and Bettina is going down. They vote in, unsurprisingly, Amber and Jeremiah is going to be their name called. Uh, the name of this the name of this elimination is going to be called Hanging the Balance. You got a triangle-shaped uh, balance beam. You got to take your puzzle pieces, carry them across this oddly-shaped beam, and put them together on the end. Um a little mixed about this one. This one looked incredibly tough. Both teams had trouble balancing. Um, Jeremiah and Amber took a really early lead and they was killing shit. And then at some point, Corey and Bettina, they just figure it out, get their footwork together and they just beast it and completely lapsed them and gets it done. I mean, they were down by probably 70% at, at some point. They only and, had they hadn't have any across and the and the Jeremiah and Ab Amber were only needed one more pass to finish. I, I think I think they had three more when they were trying to do it. Oh, it could have been one more, but they were up way ahead. Corey and Bettina comes back, gets it together. All reality from Bettina figuring out the footwork with Corey and guiding him through and taking care of the puzzle with no input from Corey. <laughs> Pretty fucking Are amazing for Bettina. Yes. No. I'm very surprised. Are we surprised that Corey didn't Bettina. do any of the puzzle? That's what I meant. I would have expected Corey to take a much bigger lead in this, but really, Bettina took the lead and she brought it home. Uh, very, very impressed by Bettina, considering we haven't seen a goddamn thing out of her. Um, what Except did you for guys her seal laugh. What did you guys feel about this uh, elimination, Becky? It was interesting, I think. It got kind of annoying when all they kept doing was falling. And I was like, oh, come on, get it together. Um, 
I think that Amber and Jeremiah had a interesting tactic. I, I don't. It seemed a little bit weird that that's how they the way they went. It, it is a much smarter move the way Corey and Bettina did it. And what they should have done is learned from Corey and Bettina and done it that same way. But kind of is what it is, especially since poor <laughs> Jeremiah looked like he was ready to pass out. Well, I think it's because they already had so much done by the time they got to that point. They didn't feel like it was good to switch it up now. Like they already got so much done. Switching up, switching it up at that point probably didn't seem like the greatest idea. But I do think that you're right. If they would have just watched how they were doing it towards the end, probably would have had a different outcome. They should have rested Tyler, what was your take? and watched. I think the I think the elimination was good. Um, I think that it was a, a good balance of elimination that is fair because it's not something that either team should be good at you'd think uh maybe if patina was on this because it's like a circus thing but um huh burna that's yeah burna that's what i meant to say burna i shouldn't have messed up her name because that's like was a joke earlier um (laughs) but um i i was entertained by it it sucks because like these types of eliminations are just kind of like uh there's really not much that can happen that's like (gasps) You know what I mean? There's really no drama added to it, kind of. Like, kind of, but it's just, I don't know. It was a good elimination, but it's something that I think should ever be really repeated. Like, I wouldn't care if it never came back. I'm with you in that one. Like, I, I did like the elimination. I love the fact that it looked hard. Yeah. Um, when we was getting to the end, you could tell they was gassed out. In all reality, most likely because Amber was so gassed out and, and uh, Jeremiah wasted so much energy holding them up, it, it made those last rounds pretty impossible. And there was a lot of dropping of the comeback from behind when I thought it was pretty good. I did enjoy it, even though I will probably never need to see this again. But the challenge has to throw in some of these janky eliminations every now and then. Like we were saying last time with the back to the back, uh, climbing up the pole thing. Uh, you know, if you're in a position of power and it looks like you might make a final and you see Fessy, this might be the elimination. Throw Fessy in this one. It's not physical. It's kind of janky. Anybody can win it. And when it comes to those eliminations, of course, we love to see Hall Brawl and Paul Wrestle 24-7. But mm-hmm. you got to change it up every now and then. So I was pretty okay with this. I, th- I thought it was a good elimination for the time. It could have been anyone's game. I thought it had a lot of drama. I thoroughly enjoyed the elimination. It was better than... Um... Is better than the the lumberjack climb on the pole one for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like absolutely. The, like having to do something that's difficult while also carrying something, while also having to finish a puzzle. Like I think endurance eliminations um, are the best at impressing fans. Because like, if we go back and we look at it, like when did people really start to love Kara? I believe it's on free agents when she beasted Naya for like over an hour on yeah. that pull me. Yeah. I believe when people saw that, they were like, holy shit, she has heart. She really wants this. I'm going to root for her. These are type of moments. Like I think this, it's not going to same, not same area tier, but I think this kind of puts Bettina in this situation where people are like, all right, like, look at her. She gave it. Amber got gassed out and Bettina kept going. Maybe we shouldn't underestimate this girl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she didn't have the same trajectory as Kara, but Endurance eliminations will just bring the best out. I mean, I remember watching like uh, like Dustin on Battle of the Seasons where they had to like pull themselves underwater so the other person could do the puzzle piece. 
Right. And everyone was like, holy shit, he's under there for like a minute at a time, not able to breathe constantly. And you remember when Big Easy and Camilla was doing it? Hey, Big Easy couldn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> almost killed himself. Uh, I do like the elimination uh, aspect. We definitely got to get those in there. Uh, that Kara versus, um, th- that Kara elimination and free agents was absolutely epic. And it did turn the tide on a lot of her. A lot of us fell in love with her that season. Um, but it looks like Jeremiah and Amber are going home together. Uh, Jeremiah said the realest shit. He's like, you know, I didn't really get to do what I wanted to do. But you know, I got Amber. And that's a fucking win. And you know what? Can't be really mad at that. So I, I give him points for that. Definitely disappointed for Amber. And they get to leave at Amber. the same time. So. And they get to leave at the same time. So mm-hmm. um, wh- what country are they in? They're in Croatia right now. They, You know, they're probably going to pal around Croatia for at least a couple of weeks before heading back. So good for them. Uh, Amber lost with Grace in class. She didn't feel like, oh, I'm going to air somebody out before I leave or snap my fingers. She said, thank you guys. Love you guys. Said a lot of nice things on the way out. A lot of grace, a lot of class that's missing from a lot of these uh, lady challengers. I really, lo- I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like Amber. Um, hated to see her lose. But I, when somebody lose and they're able to do it with just as so much class as when they win, that's something. So good for them. Of course, we get to the end and we get to see who's going to switch partners. TJ comes out. He goes, you can join the group. You can join the group. <laughs> you can join the group. And to me, when TJ didn't say anything and just told him to join the group, that was 100% bullshit. I understand every game got to have twists and they got to have turns, but everybody's playing a game and they're trying to play a strategic game and you just change the rules out the blue with it's no heads up. It's individual. If you was going to do this, you should have told them at least before or at least given some heads up. Because people are playing the game in a certain way and they're doing stuff in a certain way, expecting a certain outcome. To me, it actually, it's, it's kind of unfair. That's how I feel about it. Wouldn't it have been nice if after this elimination, or after the daily, he came out and said, just so you guys know, this, uh, or like not this one, but like like last episode, where he had been like, after the daily, this is the very last time you can win an elimination and switch partners. And then we you just see chaos do. just happen. Oh, you have to do. Chaos, let them do what they want to do. Because then somebody will be like, Forget rookie rookies. I need to go in and get a better partner. Yes. Like, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. Somebody else is throwing themselves down there. Oh, this is the last better, time. It's better than just like not even announcing it. It's all exactly. about the twist, and though. not even explaining Expect it. Expect the unexpected. But he could have said that <sighs> at the end of last week's elimination. Just so you guys know, no more switching partners going forward. And then they go into the daily, the elimination, the nomination, all with the game in their head. Like, I think that absolutely. gives them too much information. I like fucking with their heads. That's kind of how it works. Yes, to a certain degree. Bringing in, you know, hey, you know, this is a season with where nobody's won and bringing in the champions halfway through. That's fine. But even, even though was, that's kind of unfair. This was since we're in baseball playoffs. Let's choose a sports analogy. This is like... No, I don't want to talk about the baseball playoffs. No, I'm not, I know, yeah, My Yankees. <laughs> yeah, but that's all right. That's right. The, the evil empire failed. But anyways... We're not evil. We're America's team. No. Anyways, let's <laughs> oh, say shit. let's say you hit the baseball and it's going for a home run. And as it's hitting out of bounds and it hits out a home run, you run to first, run to second. And as you're rounding third, the umpire goes, you're out. And you go, why? We hit it out of bounds. You got to keep it in play now. That's how we're changing things. That's bullshit because I never would have done what I was doing 
beforehand, if you'd have told me the rules were going to change, that's the thing. You have to 100%. tell people the rules are going to change. But this is not baseball. This is not going exactly. to be what it is. But it's unfair to the challengers. Yeah, this is not like a standard system of games that has a set set of rules. You guys want this to be, to be like? I'm sorry. This is not if a this league. This is going to be the fifth major rules. sport. You gotta have you gotta have fallible rules. Rules change all the time in professional sports. All the time. What if now, now check that? What if TJ comes in and says no more bans if he hit other competitors? After after somebody punches somebody. Well, did you guys it hear? Kind of seems like produ- <laughs> it kind of seems like production wants blah, blah, blah to stay in the game. Did you guys exactly. hear what happened with Fessy? Because actually Josh hit him with a glass and cut his chin open. That's why everybody was so shocked when Josh didn't get sent home. Because Fessy, act, no, he was bleeding, like bleeding. Everybody saw it. <laughs> Apparently, they could have thrown a game from a scratch or something like that. So. I'm just saying, if you get hit with a glass and you cut somebody, is that well, better or worse than than bopping somebody in the forehead? Obviously, they missed it. But the the point stands, obviously they didn't the want to send Josh home. Changing the rules, he doesn't push the mold that much. Like, put, so? here's the thing: changing the rules and giving twists and turns to challengers is great and fantastic. It should be done every season. However, you have to establish that when when it when it happens. Like after last elimination, he should have said there will be no more switching partners just so you know going forward. Because how people played the next daily, the next nomination, and going into that elimination was with an idea that partners could potentially be switched. Like, that's the problem. And now they don't have that. I don't know. I like it. Now they know. I'm good with that. Check this out. Listen, I'm one of the main things. One of the main things that Johnny Bananas is screaming about on his podcast, Death, Taxes and Bananas. He, and you know he only picked that podcast name because Love War Challenges was gone. Right. <laughs> Yoink. So one of the main things he's talking about, he says, it's too many twists and turns. He said, you, you know, it, it's too much of the unexpected and they're trying to do too much. Uh, I think he wants to be more of a purist, but it's Johnny Bananas. But he does have some point. Sometimes these twists and turns is a little bit too much. You could, he could have skipped all of this and just said something at the end of last episode. It would have been just as shocking and it would have changed a lot about how this episode went. He's messing with people's games and it's just not the way to go about it. That is just my Maybe opinion. it's a purge. We're overdue for one. I see a purge coming. And, pur- and purge is something that I'm fine with. You don't have to bring it up. But you but you wouldn't let everybody run the race and then tell people, oh, it's a purge. The last the last two teams are gone. Like, No, I'm think, I honestly up. think they're about to go individual. I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's going to literally split off and be an Which individual game. We've done this before. We've seen this before. But doing it in this fashion where everybody's getting ready to make their pick and they're just like, well, you're shit out of luck now was really unfair. <laughs> and then give them enough of a chance to prepare. CT was like, opinion. he's like, if she picks me, it won't last long. I'll make sure of that one. <laughs> CT's well, like, I don't want this match right now on my team. Don't make me do it. <laughs> well, that was the episode, episode nine, season 37, The Challenge, Spies, Lies, Allies. What did you guys think? For me, this episode was scores better than the last two. So one of the best episodes we got since about episode four or five. So you give it a seven? Give it a seven. Seven means rewatchable, but it's not a go-to episode. So it hits the criteria. We get seven, we get 7.3. We'll give it a little bit better than a seven, but it's it's a good thing. But 
um, hmm. a little too predictable. Like they gave us too much in the preview to this episode, in my opinion. So like I kind you know kind of already knew what was going to happen for drama wise. That's that's it. But otherwise, it's a good episode. Becky, what's your take on uh, today's episode? I think I give it a solid eight because a lot of people got punked this episode. Corey got punked twice. Josh got punked a couple times, and I just think it was comical. People brought out a lot of wittiness and they were ready. It's like almost like they had this shit prepared for when this was going to go down. Like Ashley knew this is what they were going to talk shit about. So she had her shit ready <laughs> to fight. So I got to say, I, I, I enjoyed this, this episode. I do wish that there was more blood. But, you know, maybe I'm just bloodthirsty. I haven't seen a good real hearty elimination which is why i'm really hoping this goes individual because bring on the real fights <laughs> absolutely uh i'm gonna give this episode a 7.5 um we've seen the vet alliance come to an end we've seen a great mad dash for nominations a great nominations um a, a great daily and a lot of drama so it, it did have a lot of great features to it but an episode is good at this, and then you get the elimination that we did. Uh, it, it, it doesn't do great. Even though I thought the elimination was fine and it was good, it just, if we had a more explosive elimination, I think it would have really set the uh, um, uh, the episode higher. Plus, uh, the whole no-switcher thing at the end was actually a huge letdown because I felt like, you know, some great moves was about to be made with Corey and Bettina now being free. Would have really shook things up. So I thought they really missed uh, an opportunity there. Uh, anything else we need to get to before we get out of here? You guys want to talk about what's happening with Morgan and Bananas and their sister chiming in? Morgan's sister? Oh, my um, God. Sure, because I know nothing. <laughs> I just know that they broke up and people are saying Bananas might have cheated. I don't know. There's oh, Morgan's also sister said exactly that. Speculation that he cheated with Laurel. Oh, okay. that is what I've heard. Who, who the? <laughs> why, why would he be in Montana though when he's working on his? Like, She's not TV in Montana anymore. Oh well, I don't Where know. Is she that. Lord knows. Well, Lord I know knows. she's not Montana because she said. She, I know that she said something about moving. She doesn't live there anymore. But um, I don't know. It's very weird that it would be another challenger. The, listen, yeah. it's just what I heard and that Laurel? there's like things with postings and the way people saw postings done that they think he hooked up with Laurel. And I just don't believe it because yeah, I just can't see Laurel the, doing the Laurel thing bananas. Doesn't, doesn't really make sense. At, at, Isn't at it kind side. of interesting that we're having like Nelson and Ashley, not like they were a thing, but they're not a thing. And like, I'm not we surprised. Have, uh, we have, we have Jordan and Tori not together anymore. And now bananas and Morgan not together anymore. Do we have an Exodus four coming or an Exodus three coming up? Like yeah, nobody wants nobody. I mean, I like. Morgan. What do you mean she, nobody wants that? Everybody wants. Not that, that nobody wants that, but nobody's clamoring for Morgan to come back. Exodus two is one of the best seasons ever. Exodus two was. I actually sucked. would like to see, and it's gonna sound weird, but I would actually find it funny to see Kara and Kyle paired together and see how that. Yeah. No, they interaction should. That'd happen. be a great That'd fucking be scene. Fucking Polly, crazy. And then put Polly with whoever he hooked up uh, with. Danielle. Um, yeah. There you go. I don't think she and wants then, to be on this show. I think they even no, offered it to her. That'd be messy because Super they got Car and That would actually be probably a fucking amazing. I, but here's scene. the thing. I think if Car and Kyle were paired up, everybody would be like, "Ooh," but it'd be nothing 
because like Kyle's got a kid now, and like Kara's like super happily with like Polly, like yeah. Like, sh- shout out to that happened, and they'd be and, like, "Yeah, that was weird." And shout out to their relationship, standing the test of time. Those guys are going on their happiest shit. They are. Right. They are holding together, and actually, funny enough. Them and Zach and Jenna seem to be the most stable couple <laughs> coming out of these challenges. <laughs> From that have both been on the show? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of um, creepy. A little bit weird. <laughs> all right. Who knows? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and close it out. Thank you guys for spending your time with us. Thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you visit shopthechallenge.com. Get all of your customizable challenge gear. We also got a special edition Gamer Vev jersey. And right now, uh, Dirty 30 t-shirts are on sale, $20. Make sure you visit out shopthechallenge.com. Make sure you visit lwcpodcast.com uh, to check us out there. Make sure you visit shop.lwcpodcast.com. We got a whole bunch of new shirts just got uploaded the other day. Check them out. A lot of great stuff there. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at Love War Challenges. Follow us on TikTok at Love War Challenges. Uh, you can follow us on your favorite podcast app, Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Deezer. Make sure you follow us on YouTube at youtube.lwcpodcast.com. That's going to close us out. Once again, I am MTV Malik. He is... Tyler Louder. She is Becky at Gift Master Bex. This is Love War Challenges. Good night. Bye.